Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Travel and Transformation Show with me, your host, Sophia, and my guest, Carlin Porter. Carlin left her corporate job to follow her dream of being able to help people through an alternative healing method that she's very passionate about called Reiki. She is a Reiki master. So Carlin, welcome. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you, Sophia. And I am so happy to be here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey from going having a completely corporate life to now being a Reiki master. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny how when you hear others talk about their calling and I worked in the corporate industry for over 30 years, but while I was actually in the corporate industry, I actually was already pursuing my passion unbeknownst to me that it would lead me to where I am today. So when I think back, it was probably like 1999. I used to, make my own oils at work and have them at the job fair and making baskets, you know, healing baskets for people. So Mm. I was in the work. So it just kept continuing to build, you know, one step at a time. But I also remember someone telling me when it gets to the point that you become uncomfortable with working in a corporate environment, you're going to be pushed to do what you're really called to do. And that's where it has come to, you know, I got to a point where It was just so uncomfortable at work. I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I start feeling agitated and frustrated. But the only thing that made me happy was either talking about my oils, talking about Reiki, talking about sound baths. And so at work, there would be so many people coming over to my workstation that I started getting sort of reprimanded. Like, what are you working or are you consulting? And at the time (laughs) that there was a possibility that I was probably already coaching people And I was like, this is calling me. So by the time um, I actually tried to stay in corporate work, the universe was like, okay, I see you're not listening. So it forced me out. It forced me out last year. Uh, I I took a job that someone asked me to take. I didn't want it, but I thought that it was a good financial move. Mm. And the, hmm, you're still not listening. And that only lasted for six months. And I remember saying, if this doesn't work, I'm going to go ahead and pursue my passion. And that's exactly what, I mean, the universe is like, oh, she said it. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen for her. And so today that's where I'm at. Talk about manifesting. You put that out there and boom, (laughs) you manifested a release from the corporate world. So you could actually start doing what you want to do. And, and the funny thing is, with what you're just describing, if anybody who works with me is listening, <laughs> they actually know that at work, I'm always talking about my oils. <laughs> you know, they're telling me, oh, this is going on. That's going on. It's like, well, I got an oil for that. Exactly. And, and I'm also a Reiki master. And, you know, so trying to bring wellness into the workplace because I haven't gotten the push yet to go. Although I feel the nudge, you know, keep feeling the nudge, (laughs) but I brought in meditation to work. So we have our Monday meditations for my team and take the opportunity to talk about my oil. So I can completely relate to 
you having people at your desk and talking to them about all this stuff. Because when I was in the office full time, I was doing a whole lot of that. <laughs> like I had oils at work and everything. I know. I missed that part. I really tried to pursue that. Because of my position, we used to put on events and I would put that on the agenda. Like at the end of a three day all teams meeting, I would go, you know, you really should consider doing breath work or sound bath and it would be on the agenda. And I would even get it at a low cost. But there maybe it just wasn't the time. People weren't ready for it or some of the executives weren't ready for it. But mm -hmm. I and things. And then we had classes like um, I know you've heard of mindfulness. So I was a little upset that they allowed someone else to do mindfulness, but they wouldn't allow me, you know, to do like sound, you know, sound bath, breath work. And that that part, that part used to irritate me a little bit, to be honest with you. Like, you know, what is it? You know, what is it that you're not listening to? But that's OK. I'm sure the universe had something else for me to do. And they were like, that's not where we need you. We need you in this area. So I'm, right. I'm open. I'm flexible. Well, that's good because it probably wasn't the right environment for you to be in. And it was time for you to go out on your own. So the thing is, had they said, oh, yes, Carlin, please do this and do this and do this and do this. Even though it's in the wellness realm, you wouldn't have still been doing what you were called to do in a different setting. Absolutely. And I agree because I remember that even the, with the last position, although it was short lived, the money that it pre uh, provided me, it was so funny because I kept hearing the spirit go, move fast, move fast, finish that room, finish the room, finish the room. I was like, okay, already. And almost to the moment when I hung that last picture, got everything set up. And it was to me, I was like, oh, this is my sanctuary. And if anyone needs any help, you know, they're welcome to come. And they were like, no. We particularly made you hurry to finish the room because you're going to be doing and having clients. This is not going to be your little private sanctuary where you have <laughs> come over and you guys just do a little bit of Reiki every now and then. No, we need you to do the work. It is calling you. We need you out there. So it pushed me out there for real. Well, it's funny because a mentor of mine, I was on a call with him today and he always says the fruit does not belong to the tree. Oh, and so that really sort of coincides with what you're saying. You know, you kept being called to have clients, to do it for other people, to give your gift away. Well, not necessarily give it away, exchange it for, you know, a monetary exchange, <laughs> but to give your gift to others because the fruit does not belong to the tree. I have to remember that. I know, doesn't it? Isn't it uh, like a really great saying? Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, because I have to keep remembering that because sometimes there's so much that we can do that we're good at that we want to share, but then we don't share it all at the same time or a lot of times we keep it to ourselves, you know? So it's like if you're an apple tree, you can't keep the apples, you know? Yeah. Here's if somebody doesn't pick the apple, the apple's going to fall off the tree. So that is, I love that theory. I honestly do. Because for, for a while there, I know that as I went through my first levels of Reiki, second levels of Reiki, I did kind of keep it to myself and I would only use it for family and friends. And, but everybody just kept saying, you know, you're really good. I'm like, ah, you know, okay, thank you. You know, being all nice and persnicky. Thank you. That's nice. 
<laughs> no. And then every time I shared it with someone and then it was a moment where I was like, you know what? I hear you. And it took me to start listening at different levels of my consciousness to really tap in, tune in and turn it on. And so now I just can't, it, it, now it's just a part of who I am. So can you just actually tell the audience what is Reiki? Because we're having this conversation because we know what it is. Yes. But yes. I'm sure there's got to be somebody out there listening who doesn't have a clue. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to share it. So, you know, Reiki is, I break it down to two words, right? So Ray means God, wisdom, or higher power. And key means life force energy. So when you combine both those words together, Reiki is an exchange of God's energy. So it's, but as, as practitioners or rather Reiki masters, we're just a conduit. And I like to use the example of being like an extension cord and the universe is the outlet, right? You plug into the universe. This universe brings in the energy through you and you allow this energy to serve others. However, the important thing is that Reiki cannot do anything. It doesn't harm anyone. It's an exchange of energy, but the client or the person that you're sharing it with has to be open to allow the energy to flow, right? Because we are all spiritual beings and we are all, we all have a spirit of free will. Mm -hmm. I, um, that's about the simplest way to explain Reiki. And well, I think one other thing I'd like to add is it's not a religion. Oh, absolutely not. So it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It is mm -hmm. an exchange of energy. And as Carlin said, that is, it's not like I'm, I'm doing or she's doing or anybody's doing something to you. It's with you and it's flowing through. Exactly. And the other, the other way that I like to put it, it's spiritually guided life force energy. It's spiritually guided, meaning that, again, to your point, it's not a religion. But for me, I, I tend to know or feel for myself as well as my clients. And I share with them and their beliefs does not interfere with what I believe, because at the end of the day, we're all just a spirit. So that's why I say it's spiritually guided right. life force energy. Because we yeah. are all connected. And that's oh, the thing. I mean, we learn separation and we mm -hmm. have, we're all unique, but then we're all also connected. And, you know, Reiki is really, it's, it's, it, it's, it has its own wisdom. That's what I like about it too. It doesn't require um, the direction of the practitioner. The Reiki is going to go where the Reiki is needed in that situation or that experience. And that's what I love about it too. And so Reiki can also be done in different capacities. It can be hands-on or hands-off. But I tend to like the Reiki to just know, and I just follow the Reiki. When I first started, I was really more like a student where I still just did all the hand positions, you know, do-do-do. But then as I've grown and become wiser and as becoming a master, and if you just tap it and tune in, it's going to tell you where to go. You have to intuitively listen where it tells you to um, place the Reiki and I'll stay there. And so even in an hour long session, sometimes I may be in a one position for like 10 minutes because that is where the Reiki is telling me that that area is what needs the Reiki the most. And so that I love most about Reiki as well. 
Well, and that kind of just brings up a whole other thing because you mentioned hand positions. So as you're learning as a practitioner, there are different places that you place your hands on someone if you're doing hands off. And even if you're doing hands off, there are different placements around the body. So if you were to go to a Reiki practitioner and or Reiki master, and they don't do all the hand placements like you were expecting, it's not that they're doing anything wrong. It's just that, as Carlin mentioned, they're being intuitively guided guided to just go to where it needs that it needs the energy needs to go and then the other great thing about energy is that it doesn't know time it doesn't know distance so it it can work no matter where the practitioner is and where the client is like we could actually because we're on Zoom, even though you can't see us at the moment. But I mean, we could do Reiki now on Zoom because there's no time and space. Absolutely. For energy. Absolutely. So do you do a lot of distance Reiki or do you have people mostly come to you? I have more um, in-person clients. I tend to find that my gifts find themselves. How can I put it? And I mean, this just is for me. It feels more effective when I have my clients in person. Mm -hmm. Really feels because everything that I prepare for my clients is a little different from when I do it by distance. So for instance, while while I do it by distance, you know, I, you know, we know the procedure for doing it by distance. You get your little, what you call your surrogate, you know, (laughs) (laughs) a little picture or name and we tap in, we have the client lie down and we send it. However, I totally enjoy the whole experience with my clients one-on-one. I really prefer like that because it. I love the relationship with my clients. I love the um, procedures which I do with my clients from all the way from them saging to getting in the sauna to doing the rose water and oils and the breathing. So I, I, like, I like doing it in person. Okay, so that's kind of a good segue into telling us about your whispering wings experience. So you kind of just went over it a little bit, but can you go a little bit more in depth into what you do with your clients? So you can tell us what the whispering wings are. (laughs) For asking, I would love to. So what whispering wings experience prior to my clients coming, we have a conversation the day before, even a week before they tell me what their intention is. And I remind them the day before um, to sometimes just prepare. And that could be by taking a detox bath or Epsom salts bath or just sitting quietly the night before, eating lightly, do not eat anything heavy, don't drink, you know, don't have any alcohol the day before and just kind of clear your mind. So then they arrive and I have a, 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 a combination that I've put together called Holy Smokes. It's a saging sort of ritual that I put together for them when they arrive at my home or my place of whispering wings. I do that outside. They come in, they remove their shoes. After we do the sage, they come down into the whispering wings studio. We sit for about five minutes and go over what their intention is, a little bit about what they're going through. And at that time, I intuitively, intuitively check in with their spirit and my spirit so that we're on one accord. 
And then I just listen. And then from that moment, I usually will either have them do a little yin yoga or maybe do a little meridian crossing or a little, maybe a little bit of breath work. And then they get infrared sauna for about 20 minutes. And when they exit the infrared sauna, I have prepared a fresh rose water bath for them that they just cleans out all the toxins before they get onto the table. They get onto the table. But prior to that, whenever they're on their way, I'm usually down in my studio preparing for them. And that way, what I mean by that, that is preparing the room spiritually. So I call in my guides and angels. I sage the room. I sit and meditate with my crystals and just invite anyone into my space that will help me with this experience for them. And they get on the table. And then from there, we decide whether they're going to have their aroma touch, which I highly suggest because that gets them relaxed. And the aroma touch therapy is a therapy which is a consistence of eight differing layers of a certified pure therapeutic oils that deal with your immune, deals with stress, deals with your mental and emotional. And I layer them in eight different ways of uh, putting the oils on. And then we turn over and then I walk them through a meditation and then we let the Reiki do what the Reiki does. And then from there on, we just allow whatever happens to happen. And it's always uh, uh, an experience for just not the client, but for me as well. And so then we end it with maybe I may do a little bit of chalkboard checking afterwards and then we close out. And then we afterwards, we, you know, I just give them some fresh water. They sit up. And we have a moment to sort of just go over the experience and sometimes they're able to share what they felt and sometimes I'm able to share what the spirit shared with me. Wow. So that really sounds like an experience. So that's not just walking in for Reiki session. That is an entire experience, (laughs) y'all. That sounds actually pretty amazing. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I would love to have a space to actually do like an infrared sauna, to detox, to do all that. So that that really sounds like a very cool experience for, for the client and for you. So do you have like any client stories? And of course, we're not going to use anybody's name. Uh, we just want to hear about the experience of Anybody who has been to you, who you think has a really cool experience that you can share with the audience? Oh, yes. I've had um, a, several and um, I thought about it and I, I'm going to share one that where as a Reiki practitioner as and then just well Reiki master as well as just a human being, just a human being. Sometimes I have to get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. So and I'm asking all my guides and angels and ancestors, you know, just to help me, support me, let me get out of my own way. And I keep repeating that because I know that whenever I am doing a Reiki session and all of a sudden ancestors come in, angels come in, people start coming in and I have to stay focused on allowing the Reiki to flow without starting to get segue away from what I'm doing and be like, what's going on? Like, what? so I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, Carlin, calm down, calm down, just to let the energy flow. Because all of a sudden I'll start seeing, you know, answers to things about them that I don't even know. I'm just, I'm just, a, um, I almost want to say a sponge of this information just comes and comes and comes. So after the um, Reiki session is over with, and you sit down and I'm trying to just 
pray that I'm going to remember everything that was shown to me. And then I will sit and I'll ask them first because I don't want them to think that I'm going to be led by something that they told me. You know what I'm saying? So if, for mm -hmm. instance, if, yeah, you know, my grandmother just died. Da, 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 da. I don't want them to do that. So I'll share with them and then I'll watch their reaction. And so many things and so many times someone has told, hasn't told me anything. And I will, I can usually um, be tapped into their ancestors, their tribes, what they're going through, um, relationship issues, uh, birthing issues. I've had situations where someone, and I'll say this because it happens to a lot of women, were um, assaulted. And I didn't know anything, didn't know who it was. I've had people come in and tell me to let them know that they're sorry. So I'm sharing this with them. They have not told me a thing and they'll start crying. And I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to keep, you know, and I do have to ask the universe and the spirit if this is something that they do want me to share. And it's very vitally important that it helps with their healing. And so for me, I think I cannot say enough about being tuned in and tapped in and being able to share and help with the person's uh, healing journey and that I'm, that I'm giving them information that they had no idea that would the Reiki would unblock these issues and open up their chakras so that the energy would flow and then start erasing, so to speak, some of these blockages for them so they can begin their healing journey. So, And then I've had instances where because I've had that happen uh, the majority of times, I've also had it happen where nothing seemed to happen. I didn't get any messages, didn't see anyone, didn't hear anything. And I remember being a little nervous going, you know, is anything going to happen? Am I going to be able to share anything with a client? And nothing happened. And then get up from the table, sit down, and then the opposite happens, where the client was the one who received all the messages for themselves. So they'll say, you know, I saw this or I heard this or this person was in the room or my grandmother, my grandfather, this, that. And so either way, whether it's me who is the communicator or they're the receiver of the communication, it's all just a beautiful um, experience. That's what I, I mostly enjoy about it. And then lastly, I've had those who at the moment didn't, I didn't see anything, hear anything. They didn't see anything or hear anything, but I would get a call a week later saying all these amazing things happened for them, you know, manifested for them, whether it was energetically, whether it was financially, whether it was relationship situations that, again, they didn't share with me, but a lot of issues were resolved and they called me back to thank me. So yeah, it's been an, ex it's been a great journey. I'm telling you, I'm still excited about it. That's the one thing for sure. Well, I can hear your passion about it, but so one of the things that I do want to point out is that you're an intuitive. Now, not every practitioner or Reiki master is an intuitive. So once again, it's like, even with the same person, every experience you have can be a different experience. And sometimes you'll get things, sometimes you won't. And this is, you know, for the clients. So you can't walk in at having any form of an expectation. You should always show up with an open mind and let your practitioner know what it is you want to work on, but then open your mind to allow things to happen or not. <laughs> because even um, doing hypnosis, I have to tell people, 
it's not going to be the same experience every time. It's almost like every time you walk out the door, you may be doing the same thing, the same action of walking out the door. But every time you walk out the door, it's going to be a different experience, right? Oh. You may see a different flower. You may see a different person. You may do a, you know, get to the gate and do a different thing. So it's it's kind of that same concept and principle. And then also knowing that, again, every practitioner is not an intuitive. So I would hate for you to walk in, you know, to your new practitioner and then expect them to be saying, oh, I saw this and I saw that and I felt this and the next. And, you know, because everybody's that's not everybody's jam. <laughs> exactly. I've gotten to the point in my insurance paper when I have them come in, I have them fill out a form, but I had to put a disclaimer. I had to put a disclaimer on there that that is not something that may happen every time. Please do not come in with that expectation because you start to block the Reiki. Because if you get on the table already expecting, I know she's going to see something. I know she's going to tell me. You're shutting me down. You're shutting the whole point down. And I didn't realize that because, again, this was something new for me. I, I When I started, I was just doing Reiki. And then during the Reiki, I was, you can imagine how I felt. I was like, what's going on? What's all this stuff going on? <laughs> What's all these messages? What's all this stuff? And so I didn't even know. And so as it started happening, you know, clients were excited and they would share with their friends to the point that they would start coming in thinking, as I said, I am not Miss Chloe, Cleo or whatever her name is. <laughs> don't come in here expecting that. I really don't want to do that. And I don't want to be burdened or feel stressed about being able to excuse expression, perform. This is not a performance. Right. This is. And so I'm glad that the, you know, the universe has chosen me. Um, but as I've grown, all different types of gifts have come out and it just doesn't come out in seeing. Um, I started to hear things or smell things or, you know, just all different kinds of things are happening. So Reiki, Reiki is really powerful. It is a very powerful healing tool. And I would suggest it you know, to anyone, because the thing is, it can't hurt you. Oh, it's, not, it's, it's non-invasive and it's not something that can hurt you. So, you know, if it's something that you're curious about, I would encourage you to try it. And it, again, try it with an open mind because you never want to block your blessings, right? So I think like sometimes when we're trying to manifest something, just kind of going left a little when you're trying to manifest something, you're like, I want it just like this. It's got to mm -hmm. show up just like this in this line and this and this and this. And then you end up blocking your blessing because maybe that's not the way it was meant to show up. Or maybe it was that and something better, mm -hmm. but you blocked the something better. So mm -hmm. that's just an, another thing to just, you know, keep in mind. So when you're walking in and you have the open mind, then you're, even as the client, you're a conduit for your blessings because you don't know how they're going to show up, but you're open to however they're going to show up. Mm -hmm. Well, Reiki, I know too, the one thing that I've often asked and we've talked about it with the clients is sometimes I like, the, I, I like their feedback. Um, I asked them, you know, did they feel warm? Because with the Holy Fire Reiki, I was taught, and I have had this experience. I'm not sure if you have, but I've had it come in where it was cold. I've had it come in when it's warm. 
And then I have it come in where you don't feel anything at all. You don't think that there's nothing happening, but it's happening. So I always tell people, you know, don't come in with any expectation, but afterwards I do ask them how they feel. And so I've gotten different uh, feedback from, you know, different people. And I, and I love it. Some people didn't feel anything, but then some people see like bright lights. You know, they'll say, I see all these lights or this or that happen. Or right. um, I've had some people, oh, I remember this one experience and this happened twice in about a couple months ago with two clients. And I think that it probably was a, a mix of some blockages they had in their chakras too, right? Girl, they started coughing and spitting and coughing and gagging. <laughs> and okay, so she's that- not trying to just hold on. She's not trying to scare nobody here, but it's their experience. I'm sure one of the odd experiences that it and it was, you know, why? Because you just never know what's gonna happen. I was like, wow. And later come to find out after we sat down and was talking, there were things going on in their life that they hadn't spoken up about. Chakra mm. <laughs> was blocked, and in the Reiki, it was um, opening it because I remember being over that chakra or that area, and it was real, real hot, you know. And I remember just staying there for a long time, and then all of a sudden, they were like, <clears throat> they were like I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? There's <laughs> so many, so be prepared, you know. I was, I, the one thing I now do is keep a big old box of tissue right there. I'm like, okay here you need to or I've had them sit up you know right in the middle of the session I had to have stop and have them sit up so I love the fact that that I know that the Reiki is working and it's authentic you know for some because even with Reiki practitioner I don't know have you ever gone through this is a question for you I know that I'm on your podcast but now that we're both Reiki (laughs) go for it I'll go ask you a few questions um during your Reiki do you sometimes have that feeling that you don't feel the Ricky coming through your hands? Um, yeah, every now and then I do because however I'm feeling it is not necessarily the way my client feels it. So it can feel like my hands are on fire and then, but my client experienced it as coolness. Yes. And then, yes, there are other times when I don't necessarily feel anything coming through but because I I do intuit quite a bit sometimes when I'm not feeling anything coming through my hands is because that's when I'm getting different types of hits about the client before the client yes yeah that that happened to me once and I remember thinking um this was an interesting situation where the person not only didn't want hands off but they, so in my practice, you know, I have like something to go over them, like a blanket or a sheet or something, just so that they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So this, all their clothes on, they had the sheet on top of them and they had the blanket. And I was like, okay, um, I do kind of want to hover over you, but you're so covered up. But that was a lesson for me, too, because I felt like with all the different layers, I started getting into my head thinking, oh, this isn't, you know, going to work or whatever. But that was a lesson for me because afterwards, because it was a challenge, it was, again, some people are going to request different things. Everyone is not the same. So mm-hmm. afterwards, up and she's like, oh, my gosh, I was like, 
aren't you? I'm on fire. And I was thinking, well, maybe it was the blanket. No, she says, no, it was like, because I could feel the heat coming through on every area that you touched. And she was like, I was like, oh my gosh. And it made me feel, I just thought, I just thank the universe. I really, really thank the universe because I believe when she first came, uh, she was a little unbeliever or skeptical, skeptical maybe. Yeah, skeptical, like, oh, okay, I'll come, but I don't know about it. <laughs> so that's why she was like, I don't want to experience, I just want to get on the table, just and don't touch me. <laughs> oh, then she was like, I said, well, do you want anything? Yeah, I want the blanket, the this, the that. I said, oh, okay. So I had to get out of my own way as well because it, because of the the energy that was with this person when they came in. And I was like, I'm not going to let that block me. You know, I'm just going to focus and do whatever the universe called. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty comical when they got up and they were like, oh my gosh. And I looked at her. I was like, oh, okay. Thank you, universe. I'm so happy. I'm happy for her. <laughs> so, well, yes. and I think that's that's one of the things that um, I want people to remember, right? That all your practitioners are human, and we all have to remember to get out of our own way and put our egos aside when we're working with somebody. But at the same time, the other thing, well, I guess I have to say for me, because everybody's not the same. But sometimes you find somebody who is really good at something, whether it's a yogi or some form of a healer or whatever it is, you have to remember that whatever's happening is happening through that person. And we can call them guru this and guru that, but it's not about the person. It's about the gift, right? That's so people want to go and worship the person when if you feel like you need to worship something it should be the gift so it's like going and worshiping the tree and forgetting that there's an apple because really the apple is is your gift right mm -hmm. so that that's just something that i personally hold on to because there have been people who have been amazing healers that i have met and you know, gotten really good healing from, and then later found out that they were involved in A, B, and C, but it didn't affect me to a, on a deep level because it's like, I went to the person for the gift. They were the vessel. Yes. I didn't go to the person to worship that person. Whereas there were so many people who were worshiping the person and putting this person on such a high pedestal that when they fell off that pedestal, they had a long drop. <laughs> and then the person, people who put them up there also had a long drop because then, you know, there was a sense of betrayal and all this other stuff. So I'm just putting that out there to say, when you find somebody and they do a great job and you feel the healing and your body is like rejoicing and you're seeing things open up and things are changing and, and you're getting that level of transformation. Just remember that it's the transformation. The yes. It's coming from the apple. <laughs> coming from the universe. It really, really, yeah. it really is. And um, I know that even now as becoming a breaking master, I do try to spend more quality time with my higher self. 
Mm. And that is something that every day I do. It's like a, it's part of who I am now. It's part of my, what I call my optimal well-being. Because with Reiki, it was first was just Reiki. And then I had to infuse all the wellness that goes along with just being an optimal well-being. Okay. It really helps the Reiki for me. And uh, I practice it every day. In the evening, you know, before I go to sleep, I cannot go to sleep without doing a little bit of Reiki. <laughs> Get yeah. you. Well, I feel you because I, I, I am remiss to say that I'm only just really, as long as I have been doing it and I've been doing it for many, many years. Um, it's one of my healers. <laughs> it's like, girl, why aren't you using this on yourself? I'm like, well, I help other people. It's like, well, help yourself first. It's like they tell you in a plane to put on your your mask before you help anyone else. Why aren't you helping yourself? And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, and that's the thing. Even as somebody who does Reiki and does coaching, sometimes I still need to reach into my tool chest and I need to remember things because I'm not infallible, you know? But... Not to say I can't help anybody else because I help a lot of people, but it's also about keeping the ego in check and remembering that I am not infallible and Mm -hmm. I have to remember these things for myself. And I do have to put on my own mask first, because once I do that, then I can be my best self to help others. And that, you know, to segue into the, I I recall, you know, all these lessons that I'm learning now. And one of them was that if I'm having an off day, I thought that that meant I couldn't do Reiki. And I thought if my client calls and I'm on an off day, I'm gonna say, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to reschedule. And in this particular situation, I was traveling, this client had called twice. And then when I came back into town, I was just tired. I didn't think I could do it. My spirit was like, no, push it through. And I'm like, I don't feel like, I don't think I'm gonna be in the right mind space. And then, and then you know, my ego said, it ain't about you. Mm. And- And I remember I checked myself. I was like, excuse me? I'm the one that's doing, you know, I had a little conversation with my ego, right? No. One of the best sessions. (laughs) The person came, they left fulfilled. And after they left, I had to sit down with myself because it was a beautiful experience. Because as I was giving Reiki, my ancestors and my guides were making sure that they had my back. Mm, That's beautiful. Oh, and I remember uh, till this day, I remember that because I thought I didn't have it. And they just reminded me it ain't about you. You called us in for support. All your guys are here. The angels are here. Your God's God is here. And we're here. What, what are you talking about, girl? Just stand there and we're going to do the rest. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> and, like, oh, go ahead. So it was it was pretty awesome. I, I was I was chuckling. You know, and they did a, they do little things in the room to let me know they're there. And I thought that was pretty funny. And then afterwards, talking to the person, they were just, you know, sharing with me everything that was going on. And I had to keep from laughing because I didn't want them to think I was laughing at them. But I was like, mm. I had to do that. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> but OK, I hear you. So if people want to find you, how, how can they do that? They can reach me on my website which is www.whisperingwithreiki.com. 
www.wingsstudio.com. And when they go to the website there, they can fill out a form for an appointment or I have my number where they can reach me. And I'm be more than happy to help them with their journey and their wellness. Well, that's perfect. Thank you so much for being here. And you guys, I have had a session with Carlin. <laughs> so if you're feeling called, go ahead and contact her. So it was lovely to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. It was absolutely lovely that you invited me. And I'm so excited to continue doing this work and continue partnering with you to do some fun things. So I hope for everyone that's listening, look out for us because we hope to bring some Reiki and some exciting things to you. Yes, guys, I will put it out there once we're doing some stuff, once we have some dates in place, I will put it out there and you will be, well, among the first to know. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.